You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 38. When you're working on your marketing funnel, does it always feel like you have to make yourself do the work? Sometimes that resistance is a clue that perhaps the marketing funnel you're trying to create isn't totally in line with you. Let's talk about how to diagnose the issue and fix it so your marketing funnel flows and feels like a natural extension of you. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Hey there, and welcome back to another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. So today, we are going to talk about the resistance that can come up in trying to get your marketing funnel done, right? Because it comes up for everyone. I have actually never worked with one single client or one single student who didn't have resistance come up in one form or another. And, you know, sometimes it's resistance coming into working with me. Sometimes, you know, as we're working, we come up to resistance and... The truth is when you have a personal brand business and you're something like a coach, somebody who does creative work, a consultant, a web designer, a copywriter, a speaker, or anything you know that you're doing online that really features you, it's really important that your marketing match who you are, that it doesn't feel like some stranger came in and started marketing your business for you. And this is actually why I don't I don't um, actually create funnels for people anymore. I'll only do funnels with people, or teach them how to do it in Build Your Funnel Bootcamp, my course. And the reason is is that it really does matter if your marketing is you. I don't think that you can outsource your message, your um, you know your approach, your energy, like all that kind of stuff. And you can definitely outsource some of the like fine tuning and that kind of stuff. But at the core, it needs to reflect who you are. Um, So when I say you can't outsource stuff, that means like you need to come up with, with, with the approach, with what you want in your marketing funnel, with how you want to talk to your people. But you can definitely hire, you know, a copywriter or a designer or somebody to fine tune it for you, but it should come from you first. And uh, a lot, a lot of times, um, you know, when I talk to people who are feeling really resistant to creating a marketing funnel or just doing marketing in general, I often hear people saying things like, oh, I should be doing webinars or I really know I need to be blogging more frequently or more consistently or I really should be going to events and meeting people, or I really should be pitching myself to speak, or I really should be doing video like Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives or, you know, posting things to YouTube or whatever. I really should be doing video, or I should be any number of other things. Like there's all these shoulds. Oh, I know I should be doing this. And a lot of times when we go a little bit deeper, past the judgment, past the, oh, I know I should be doing this. And I ask why they're not doing these things that they so clearly feel like they have to do. 
they'll say things like, well, the timing just isn't right, or, you know, I don't have all the right equipment yet, or I need a new photo shoot, or I need to go find a videographer, or I'm just so busy, I don't have the time, or any number of other excuses. And yep, these are all excuses for sure, but that doesn't make them wrong or bad. In fact, a lot of times those excuses give us a clue that something's off. Because when you feel totally aligned, totally bought into something, it's not hard to do it, right? It's when it feels a little bit off and that offness can come from a few different things that we'll talk about today. Um, it's when we feel off that that we resist because it's like, there's just something that feels a little, you know, yucky about this. And I, and we need to diagnose what that, what that issue is. And that's what I want to talk with you about today. How to find the right kind of marketing, the right kind of marketing funnel for you. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons that your marketing can be off. But today we're going to talk about three big reasons that your marketing can feel off. Um, that I come up against a lot, not just with my clients and my students, but you know, I've dealt with these myself as well. So let's dive into those three areas and what they mean for you and your business growth so that you can really kind of diagnose this as well and get past that resistance, get past the shoulds, get past the judgments, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because without this insight, you can truly set yourself up for pain, agony, and constant procrastination, which can drive entrepreneurs crazy, right? We know that we want to get to, you know, whatever our goal is. And so if we procrastinate, it's like, oh, what's wrong with me? Uh, or at least that's, <laughs> at least that's what goes through my head. Um, and so when you, when you have this insight about yourself, you can actually follow through on your marketing funnel. You can actually follow through and get it done and feel really good. So let's start with resistance reason number one. And this one's big. This one I fell for. This is you're following somebody else's marketing style. So I have had this happen before. I had a coach who thought that her way was the only way to build a business. And she basically wanted to turn all her clients into little carbon copies of her business her approach, her marketing style, her voice. She just felt like her way was the only way. The only problem with that is I was nothing like her. My talents, my skills, my personality, and my approach to selling was almost completely opposite of her style. And when I tried to be like her, when I tried to emulate her business, when I tried to become that carbon copy, it flopped big time flopped. Why? Because first of all, I was not honoring who I was. I was basically saying I'm not good enough and I have to become a completely different person in order to succeed. And I got to tell you, trying to become somebody who you're not is really exhausting. It's really overwhelming. And uh, it brings up the imposter syndrome, something fierce, because in that moment, I actually am being an imposter. I'm behaving and approaching my business in a completely different way than my own natural abilities. And I think it's really important to point this out. Um, you know, when people join Build Your Funnel Bootcamp, I, I usually ask them to do a, a quiz that I'll talk about in a little bit 
because I think it's really important to find your own style and to know that like to be successful, you do not have to become somebody else. You don't have to be a certain personality type to be successful. There are successful entrepreneurs across the spectrum of personality types, skill sets, all that kind of stuff. What is important though, is to know yourself and to really honor the parts of you that um, feel natural, that um, attract people, that really connect with your audience, and to know the parts that don't, so that you don't get sucked into a marketing approach that doesn't match who you are. Now, marketing funnels can work for any person, but what you put into that marketing funnel can really vary depending on who you are, what your skills are, all that kind of stuff. So solution, uh, the solution to this, to um, resistance reason number one, is to really find your style. And I cannot emphasize this enough. This is so important. My favorite tool for this from a marketing perspective is um, Sally Hogshead's quiz, um, which you can find at howtofascinate.com. And you can, there's two versions of this quiz. You can, or there's one version, but there's two outcomes. So you can either just get the free, like mini, like teaser about who you are, or you can pay and get the full meal deal. And I love this quiz because it'll tell you how you fascinate people best. It doesn't tell you, um, uh, it doesn't tell you about like how you fit in a team because a lot of personality profiles, it they were really designed for um, the corporate world. This one is not so much that. Um, this one is all about what people find fascinating about you, what your best strengths are, how you can lead with that. And knowing all of these things is so critical to developing your marketing style and really letting your marketing voice come out. Like if you know, power is your number one fascination advantage, that's a really different marketing approach than somebody who has passion as their um, number one fascination advantage. And that has to do with the words that you use to describe your service. That has to do with what you choose to do. Like, are you doing live events? Are you doing Facebook Lives? Are you creating cozy, um, intimate gatherings? Like. All of this stuff comes into really knowing your style. Um, There are three other places to go for insights on yourself that I really like as well. So Sally's quiz, How to Fascinate, is my number one favorite. But these other ones are super um, insightful as well to just kind of round out Sally's quiz. Uh, And I'll link to all of these in today's show notes, which you can find at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 38. So number two is the classic Myers-Briggs test to find out your personality type. And this will help you know more about how you work best and what recharges your batteries so that you have the energy and excitement to move forward. And again, I'll link to a quiz that you can take for free um, on this Myers-Briggs test uh, in today's show notes. Uh, And just knowing, you know, if you're an extrovert or an introvert, if you're an intuitive or a sensor, if you're, you know, a judger or a thinker, um, just these things all really matter to how you approach your business, the kinds of offers that you create, 
Because if you have an offer that you love that totally you know gives you energy, uh, you're going to be much more likely to sell it. Versus, you know, if you're a super introverted person and you're trying to create these like ginormous events or go and be a speaker at a ginormous event, that it might not jive with who you are. But you know, you have to do this this introspective searching to really understand, okay, this is how I show up best. This is what really recharges my batteries. And this is what really drains me and keeps me from moving forward. And so again, so we have Sally Hogshead's How to Fascinate. We have the Myers-Briggs that I'll, list, I'll uh, link to today. The third one is the DISC profile test. And this one is really more about your work style. Uh, what your top work strengths are, and the value that you bring to projects, which again, I'll link to in today's show notes. So these all, all of these kind of come at you in a different way. And then my final favorite one that I've taken a lot of times is Strength Finders 2.0. And this is a great one to come up with your top strengths and just how you engage best. I love knowing what my strengths are. And when I take all four of these and really start to back up and say, okay, here's what I do really well. Here's what I really dislike doing, what really like drives me bananas. I know the kinds of people I need to have on my team. I know the kinds of marketing approaches that I need to look at. I know um, I, I get much more insight into what I need to say in my marketing. Like there's just so much goodness in all of these and it really is worth the time and effort to go through this and to really figure out who you are um, before you, you know, try to try to contort yourself into being somebody else just because you don't have these insights because that's what happened to me. I didn't have these insights. I didn't trust that I had enough to be really successful just as I am and just bringing out more of my best skills. And so I was trying to emulate somebody else who had already figured that out for herself, but who was really different than me. So I want to save you from doing that. Don't do that. Figure out who you are, and I guarantee you, you have in in your body, in your history, in your skill set, you know, in in everything that makes you unique. You have what you need to be successful. And now it's just about you know taking a flashlight and highlighting those things that are really your best traits, and just letting them come through in your marketing. And so that's what these four tests really do. Because knowing your specific skills and knowing how you show up best to fascinate your audience is critical to creating marketing that works well for you and that feels aligned with you. You see, when you try to market from someone else's style, everything, and I I mean absolutely everything, feels hard. It feels like you're pushing a boulder up a mountain because you're trying to pretend that you're someone else and you're not honoring who you are. And it's critical that you know yourself and what makes you tick and know how to get your message out there. So, you know, maybe for you, live off the cuff video is best. Maybe for you, you're a deep thinker and detailed how-to blogs are best. Or maybe you really like to talk and podcasts are the best way for you to connect with your audience. Or maybe you really feed off the energy of a crowd and speaking and creating events and co-working are best for you to really bring out the, the best ideas and the best marketing from you. Whatever it is, you've got to find your own style. Don't do things that are against your style. Either outsource those tasks or just say no to them altogether. 
for example, my mentor, who was trying to make me into a mini version of her, was extremely extroverted. Like, she, you know, she loved nothing more than to just be in the midst of a huge crowd and chaos. I am not that. She would say on stage, she'll say, I'll take your last dollar. I don't care about your financial situation. And, you know, just would go on to say other things about how, you know, the how people won't get any um, results until they invest with her and all this kind of stuff. That's not me at all. Um, and she would love to sell the huge rooms at live events. The She would tell us the adrenaline rush and the energy of the crowd would absolutely make her come alive. Me, I, not that I don't like to sell, but I like to do it in a connected way. So, if, you know, if I were thinking about standing up on stage with a thousand people and selling something, that pretty much makes me want to run and hide in a bathroom stall and like pull my feet up and just be like, you know, put my fingers in my ears and be like, just tell me when it's over, right? It just, it's not me. And so I would resist a lot of this because she would sell to anyone, anytime, anywhere. And I am, I am not joking. Like I would see her on the trade show floor making sales. Me, not so much. I have to create connection first. I need to feel like I understand people first. I need to feel like we have a connection first. So when I tried to follow her style, I failed big time. Uh, And that experience made me realize, again, just how vital it is for all of us to know how we show up best and to leverage that knowledge to create a marketing funnel and a business like offers, um, you know, just everything that highlight our best qualities instead of trying to be somebody else. All right. Resistance reason number two. You don't know how or why you're doing this. You don't know how or why you're doing this marketing. You don't know how or why you're, you know, forcing yourself to do this, which leads to total and complete overwhelm. Um, I don't actually believe that overwhelm comes from um, not having technical knowledge or, you know, feeling. I, I, I feel that overwhelm really starts with feeling like you don't know why you're doing something and then it's easy to point at, well, I don't know how. Um, because if you knew why, if you were totally bought into it, if if you really were like, I know that doing this thing is going to get me to this, to this place that I really wanna be, you would figure out the how. So if you don't have a clear reason and a clear vision for your marketing, if you're just out there doing stuff, you know, throwing marketing spaghetti against the wall, all of it, every single piece of marketing that you do is going to feel really hard because there's no clear why. For me, that why needs to be bigger than just client sales and revenue. For some people, client sales and revenue is as much why as they need, and and I'm not making that wrong, but for me, it has to be bigger than that. Um, Yeah, those things are absolutely important. I mean, without client sales and revenue, you don't have a business, but my why needs to include the impact and growth that I help create in others, because that's super important to me. It's super aligned with who I am. And just knowing what your why is, is so important for you. My why also needs to include personal freedom. 
So I need to have flexibility in my day. I need to have time off. I need to have vacations. I need to have connection time with my family and friends and and more. Like my why has to include, uh, you know, having a big impact on people, but also has to include this aspect of I am earning more freedom. Those are really important things to me. If you don't have a bigger why than just, I've got to make, you know, whatever, $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 this month and and just pay the bills, you're going to be really resistant to a lot of marketing. Because at that point, if, if like, you know, the pressure's on, I've got to make $5,000 extra this month, if that's the only reason that you're doing this, um... First of all, your marketing comes from a place of lack of, oh my gosh, I don't have enough, like push, 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 push. I got to get it out there. And when you come from a place of lack or of, um, if I, or like panic, like if I don't get this, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills or whatever. Um, your, your marketing comes across to everybody else like that too. And it, and it can't connect to people because it's only about you. It's only about making sales for you. One of the best things you can do is, you know, just take an hour or two and sit down and truly come up with your why. A why that's bigger than just the money of your business. Now, again, making money in your business is critical. Like, that's why we have a business. So I'm not, I'm not making that wrong. And I want you to say, okay, the money's important. And what else is important to me? Um, so, you know, is it, your skills, your leadership, your impact, you know, what pieces are really important for you to, um, to make this why bigger than just making this money. And maybe for you, it's travel and adventure and that kind of stuff too. And that's fine. Um, just know what those whys are so that as you're, um, coming at this, it's not from a place of lack or of just like, I got to make this money so that I can pay my bills. Uh, which will really, you know, keep people away from you. And then also sit down and just reflect on everything that's gone really well in your business. And and really be grateful for that. Like, or not grateful, but just be like, honor the things that have gone right and come from a place of, look at everything that I've created. Because, you know, let's be honest. Starting your own business is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it is a really, really, really tough gig. And so you want to make sure that you're honoring everything that you've done up to this point, that you're feeling good and that you're on that momentum train and you have places you want to go still. And so, you know, when you come at it from that place where it's not just like, oh my gosh, I have to get this ad out there or I have to, you know, whatever, go to 15 events this this month or whatever um, or make, you know, 100 sales calls a day or, or whatever it is that you're pushing yourself for, make it bigger than that. Make it, make it, um, make it mean something that really gives you kind of a whole different level of intention in what you're doing so that when you do make your sales calls, you're coming from a place of excitement and enthusiasm and um, service and, you know, just whatever matches up for your personality type versus just like, oh my gosh, I hope they say yes. Oh my gosh, I hope they say yes. Like that's a really different energy. Can you feel that? All right. So resistance reason number three. 
<clears throat> I call them the three P's, perfectionism, procrastination, and people-pleasing. I've shared before on the podcast that perfectionism is something that I really do struggle with. And procrastination goes hand in hand with perfectionism. People-pleasing is also something that I've seen a lot of people struggle with in building a business. Specifically, worrying about making decisions because they don't want to alienate people, they don't want people to be mad at them, they don't want to get haters, um, or they have clients that they really let um, break all of the boundaries in their business. So for example, if they say, you know, I don't work on weekends, clients are texting and calling and whatever all weekend long and expecting immediate response, like that's people pleasing, right? And it can really make you not excited about doing your business. So the three P's are deadly to a business because they will steal our energy, they'll steal our creativity, they'll steal our resources, they'll steal all the joy that comes with um, owning our business and owning our future, right? And as we're basically fighting against really powerful thoughts, beliefs, judgments, you know, all these kind of things, which keep us from taking action when we let the three P's take over. So check in with yourself. Do you have any of the three P's sneaking into your business and slowing you down? If so, what's one thing that you could do to counteract it? For example, with perfectionism and procrastination, um, one way that I can counter that is I, I'll commit to people to have something done by a certain time. And since I know that they're counting on me to deliver, I do deliver. What's something you could do to counter a deadly 3P? You know, I'd love for you to just say, am I people pleasing? Am I procrastinating? Am I letting perfectionism keep me from moving forward? And then just choose one little tiny action that you can take to kind of start counteracting that. Phew, okay, we covered a ton of material today. And I would really love to hear back from you. Which one of these hit home the most for your business and your life? What's one little tiny action that you could take away from today? Hit me up on email or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I'd love to hear back from you about what you're taking from today and what your aha was. So now that we've tackled these biggies, isn't it time for you to create your first profitable marketing funnel to bring in clients and sales automatically? Especially once you know what fascinates your audience the most. If so, I want to invite you to jump on over to today's show notes to take the marketing funnel quiz. You'll discover your perfect marketing funnel with just a few simple questions. And I'll even give you some free training on how to get that funnel up and running super fast. So with that, have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place, on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. See you then. 